Welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buholtz, and this is episode 154, Burnout and Backsliding, coming to you on Thursday, August 22nd, 2019. Quick note, first I just wanted to say I have finally gotten my iTunes link fixed. So if you have started watching on YouTube because you couldn't figure out what was going on with um, listening to the audio only on iTunes, it is fixed. So (laughs) you can go back or stay here or whatever you like. If you are not listening on iTunes, you probably haven't had any problems, which is great. Um, But you might not have found it very easy to um, share episodes with your friends. There are ways to do that in various podcast apps. A lot of times um, there'll be either like three dots or a square with an up arrow. Um, A lot of times there's a share button somewhere uh, under the three dots menu. Uh, And the box with the up arrow is usually a share button. Uh, And you can send a link to an episode from the podcast app that you're listening in. And you can send it, I think, by text, email, all sorts of different things. So if you have been wanting to share but wanted to share the iTunes link, it now finally works. Yay! Super excited. So that's the one really good thing that I'm excited about. Um, I actually found it out today and I have no idea, but I got the email. I have no idea why. I got the email from Apple saying in English in the subject line, uh, your podcast is something like it's up and running again. But the entire body of the email was in French. And I just was like, oh my gosh, you're kidding me. And I just said it out loud like, oh my gosh, I can't believe Apple sent me an email that the subject line says your podcast is up, but the whole rest of the email is in French. And one of my coworkers, who's from Canada, popped up and said, hey, you want me to read it for you? Thank you. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> really appreciate it. <laughs> anyway, all that to say, that's been a long time coming. I've been working on that problem for, I think, months now. Ugh. But it's done. Yay. But let's talk about burnout. There's a thousand reasons why I'm talking about this today. The um, the biggest reason is, is because I'm definitely feeling like I'm backsliding a little bit and I didn't want to talk about burnout ever if I was just venting. I only wanted to talk to you about it if I had something that I thought could be helpful to you. Even if I don't have an answer to a problem, if I can articulate a problem so that you can see whether or not it's happening to you or someone in your life then at least that's one helpful step. If I'm just venting, the, the only thing that that helps is me. And so it's definitely not something that should be a podcast episode. But um, I've been actually thinking about this for um, a week or two, whether or not it was time to... It, here's the thing. If I'm thinking it's time to have another podcast episode to give you some more tips and help you in any way that I can then I will have to sit down and ask myself, I'm having a problem, what can I do to fix the problem? So (laughs) that's one good thing. Um, One of the problems that I found with burnout is procrastination and kind of a head in the sand syndrome. Um, Not about everything and not all the time, but sometimes I just feel like my brain I don't know, it's not even just my brain. 
like my emotions are just too tired to deal with anything. And so I just ignore it all and try to plow through, just get to the end of the day, get to when I can go to bed, get yourself up in the morning and just get into the shower. Um, and I don't really like living that way. <laughs> you know, it's not horrible. Um, I manage, I laugh, I have a good day. Uh, sometimes I have a bad day. Sometimes I have bad moments in a good day or good moments in a bad day, just like everybody else. But, um, but I don't really like living in survival mode. And that's what it feels like too often. Um, but I've been thinking about what does all this mean? How is it happening? What exactly is happening? Uh, what am I willing to admit? And what do I not want to talk about? Um, for instance, uh, there are some people that I have a professional working relationship with that I don't want them to think that I am uh, in any way running it less than 100% right now because you always want to pre present an image of yourself as being ready, able, willing, um, you know, 110% or at least 90%. Um, so there are times when I, I just don't want to talk about burnout because I don't want somebody to think that I'm not able to do something that is part of our business relationship. And I think that that's something that you can, um, uh, I forget the word, um, relate to. I think that's something that you could relate to. Um, anybody can relate to. There are places and times in our life when we're willing to be um, honest and transparent and tell people what we're really thinking. And there are other times when either it's inappropriate, um, you know, I wouldn't sit down and, and talk about all these things to a stranger on the train, <laughs> um, or we just feel like it's um, not in our best, best interests, like to necessarily be talking about some of this sort of thing to um, people that we work with or people that in any way we have a business relationship with or in a, in a place where we think that our boss might overhear. Obviously, it totally depends on um, what you do and where you work and who your coworkers are and who your boss is and like a hundred other things. Um, but so that is one thing that came up when I started thinking, what am I going to talk about? And I think that it's something that we all need to ask ourselves, um, do I have, you know, two or three people on a list of people that I can go to if I really need somebody to vent to or somebody just to listen to me? Um, I think that having a list of things that I can do when I have this problem is exceptionally good if you're um, in or recovering from burnout, lots of other times too, but specifically on this topic, I think that having a list of things you're going to do if this happens or if this happens again is super helpful. So who can I talk to? So I do have a few people that I can talk to and I'm so, so grateful. I have a few friends who are in the process of recovering from burnout themselves. And it's great when I can, you know, just say one or two sentences and then they totally understand. I don't even have to say much. You know, it's not a half an hour conversation. It's like, blah, 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 this and this. And they're like, yeah. And either it, sometimes it's just like, yeah, as in, I totally get that. And you make eye contact and it's like, you just feel like someone really understands. And that's enough. Sometimes it's really all you need. 
But that's one thing that I would suggest. If you don't have that on your list of um, your go-to answers, you want um, one to three, because you never know who's going to be busy, um, people that you can vent to a little bit who will make you feel like you're in a safe space and um, and you will get through it. <laughs> so that's one thing. Um, I really feel like I am in a space where I'm going two or three steps forward and one step back and it feels fine. It feels like a totally acceptable way to heal from something when I'm in the forward motion. When I'm in the backsliding motion, it feels horrible. I'm like, why? Why can't I just be magically done with this? But, um, you know, I had some sort of stomach bug or something um, a couple of weeks ago. And, um, you know, I, I felt the same way then. When will this be over? I felt bad for a whole day. <laughs> I should be able to feel great the second day. No, I didn't feel great the second day. I stayed home that day too. And by the end of the second day, I was like, I still don't really feel that great. I really, really don't want to make my coworkers sick. And that's a big thing at our company. Please don't come in and make four more people sick. It's better to have one person out sick than five. Um, so I ended up staying home a third day wanting to know why, why, why can't I just heal from this little stomach virus immediately? And I feel the same way about burnout. And I don't know why. It's just not the way we're made, I guess. Um, but I need to have some sort of thing that I can say to myself or something, someplace that I go where it's like, okay, this is normal. You're fine. It's one step back. You'll take two or three steps forward again very, very soon. Um, so I don't know why, but for me, for some reason, um, I just, got into a thing in the last two weeks where I was determined to re-memorize Psalm 121, which was something I had memorized a long time ago. And then um, like, I'll forget just bits and pieces, half sentences or, or one full verse out of the middle of it. And I was like, oh, this is frustrating. And I just got it in my head that that's what I wanted to do uh, for without putting any thought into it. I don't, so I really don't know why. Um, but I decided, well, you know, I mean, it's it's an upbeat piece. So if I'm constantly reading it and saying it out loud and while I'm trying to memorize it, then that's probably going to be really good for me. Because like the very first verse is, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And then the whole thing keeps on going about how, you know, God will keep me from all harm and a whole bunch of other things. And I'm like, okay, I guess this is really a good idea. Um, so I don't know, maybe it was God who like pushed me to just choose that I wanted to rememorize it over the last couple of weeks. But whatever it was, it was really helping me. So um, now I sort of have it in my mind. Hmm. Okay, so the next time I Hopefully it'll be longer and longer periods in between, um, you know, going forward and going backwards. But the next time I feel like I'm sliding backwards again, then I'm probably going to be thinking of this psalm because it's what I was doing, you know, during this period is memorizing it. So I'll probably be like saying it in my head and like trying to see if I still remember it and 
rememorizing parts that I've forgotten if I had. And maybe I'll be like, you know, that was really helpful. Maybe I'll memorize another one, you know, another one that's very positive and upbeat and makes me feel better about everything's going to be okay. <laughs> so what what can you do? Do you have a favorite poem? Do you have some place that you go to for inspiration or some place that makes you feel like, okay, everything's going to be okay. That's the place that I would go to. Um, and I would have a couple of ideas written down on a piece of paper. We, we need to have sort of like a, um, an, an RX, what, what's that, a prescription, like a doctor's prescription form that we filled out for ourselves. Who can I talk to a little bit or a lot? What can I do? Like, what can I do to make myself feel better? Um, maybe something from the Bible or another sacred book or a poem that just makes you feel happy and safe or something else. I don't know. What is it for you? So I think that that would be a good thing to have on your list. Recognizing backsliding, I think, is one of the most difficult things for me. Um, I was thinking about I was thinking about it in a couple of different ways when I was like, how do I kind of describe? But um, so the other night I was tired but not unhappy and sitting in front of the TV and it was getting dark and I hadn't eaten dinner. I just kind of snacked on semi-healthy foods and I was like, I just want something crunchy. I'm just going to have a few chips, just a little bit and relax and, and enjoy this movie. And so I'm eating these Cheeto things they're not Cheetos because it's not Cheetos brand. That's a brand. But it, it, they look exactly like Cheetos and taste like Cheetos over here in Sweden. Um, and I'm eating them one at a time, not by the handful. And I'm like, this is delicious. It's delicious. I should stop. This is delicious. I should stop. Eat one more. I should stop. I should really stop. Eat two more. I should really stop. Okay. So this is how I feel a little bit about backsliding. Like once I finally begin to realize that it's happening, I'm like, you should do something about this. You really should do something about this. You need to take a moment, a long moment, and stop and ask yourself, what can you do to help yourself to keep from going further backwards and feeling worse? And that that moment of deciding to stop and figure out how how am I going to keep myself from feeling worse is a it's a hard moment for me to get to. Um, Another thing I was thinking of is, is an example. Um, I've been doing research on uh, good sleep habits or what keeps you from sleeping or whatever on and off for years because on and off for years, John and I have had problems being able to sleep all the way through the night. Usually fall asleep okay. Um, definitely him even more than me. I have to read myself to sleep, but not always being able to stay asleep, which can be exhausting. And um, in some of the research, it says that after a period of time, uh, and not necessarily very long, could be as little as a week, um, you start uh, saying that, you know, if someone were to ask, you're not saying anymore, I'm exhausted, I'm so tired, I just want to sleep. Um, you're sort of getting used to this place of not sleeping well, like getting used to this place of not being 100%. Um, to the point where the longer and longer it goes on, the more you actually start thinking that you are fine. You are in a place of normal. This is your new normal and it's totally fine 
no, you know, ill effects or whatever, even though it's not necessarily true. Um, sleep studies show that even when you get to the point where you start feeling that way, the fact is, is that your reflexes, your memory, and a couple other things are still affected by getting too little sleep. Um, uh, depression can be a, a symptom, um, uh, obesity, you know, overweight, those things can lead to diabetes. All of these things are possible things that could happen over long time periods of getting significantly too little sleep. Um, and I was thinking, yeah, that that's kind of how I feel about burnout, that if I, if I just keep letting it go, um, I'm not doing myself any favors by ignoring it. It just gets worse. So how can I recognize it so that I can do something about it? So see see what it is in you that makes you go, oh, you know what? This isn't just me being tired. This is me being stressed and burned out again or like moving in that direction again. Um, one of my friends reminded me of something today, which I thought was wonderful. Um, do you remember uh, Alice Rendell was on talking about writing for video games? And uh, she and I were saying hello this morning. And um, something came up in the conversation where she was like, oh, have you seen that success diagram? And I wasn't sure exactly what she meant, so she brought it up on the computer. And it was the the two pictures, if you Google or whatever search engine you like. I always say Google because um, I use Google. But uh, if you uh, look for success diagram image, um, you'll see it. So it's like two squares. This is the diagram of success as we think it's going to be, which is a straight line, um, you know, going up and to the right. It's a diagonal and it's just it's a straight line. So it's like, take a step, take a step, take a step. All these steps are leading me towards more success. Uh, and then the, the second image is um, something like success as it really is. And it's a squiggle. It's like a line that's going around in circles and going back and forward and around and up and down. And it's like success as it really is. And, and we were laughing about that, um, you know, success is that way. And a lot of other things are like that. Um, healing from anything seems to be like that. Definitely healing from burnout is like that. Uh, so another thing to keep in mind, it is not a straight path. Therefore, there probably will be moments when you feel like because you are going a little bit backwards, but maybe that is part of the path to moving really forwards and, you know, really being in a, a place of healing. I sure hope so, right? <laughs> um, some of the physical things that I was trying to remind myself of was that, uh, do you remember Amanda Hudson came on and was talking about um, burnout and her experience with it and her being able to find um, actual medical people who treated you for it and helped you to heal from it here in Sweden. Um, and she had reminded me, I don't know, months ago, that her doctor had said that there are times when exercise is not as good as sleep. Now, it's interesting because I'm a runner and running magazines also say this. If you're really tired, the best thing for you is sleep rather than getting up and, and exercising. Interestingly, burnout and depression have some overlap of, you know, like how you feel, the symptoms that you feel. Um, but one of the things for healing from depression is to get up and exercise. And yet, oddly, people in a, 
state of burnout may actually need to have that extra sleep rather than the extra exercise. So that's another thing to ask yourself. Um, are you sure, uh, sure enough when you're self-medicated in this way? Um, are things working for you when you're taking my advice having to do with burnout? If so, it may really be burnout. But if not, it may not be burnout. It may be something closer to the depression side, in which case some of the things that I'm saying uh, are helpful wouldn't necessarily be helpful for you. So for instance, getting up and taking a walk would be better than extra sleep, uh, according to what you read about um, healing from depression. So um, keeping in mind what are the physical things that will actually help you in this situation and knowing that it may not be what appears to be um, first step of logical, uh, common wisdom, that sort of thing. Um, also for me, and, and that's the thing you need to know, like w- what of these things are issues for you or what other issues do you have that I don't, etc. So these are issues that I have, so I can talk to you about these. Um, when I had that uh, stomach virus, I was sure that I had a stomach virus for at least half of the, of the three days. But near the third day, I couldn't figure out if I was just like frustrated with being sick or if I wasn't actually sick. And if maybe it was just my stomach was hurting due to stress from backsliding into more burnout. So I, I really don't know that I could say for sure. Um, but that's another thing to keep in mind. You know, if you feel like you're sick, uh, you might be. You might actually have a bug of some kind, a virus, um, or it's something that your body is just reacting to all the emotional burdens that you're carrying uh, with the burnout. So it's at least something to keep in mind and ask yourself, how could I keep this from happening again? How can I keep myself from having a stomach ache if that's where the problem goes? Or um, I can... I, I have finally gotten to the place where if I feel my neck and shoulders really beginning to hurt, I know that there's almost a 100%, probably 95 at least percent chance that it is stress-related. Um, it's a totally different kind of muscle ache <laughs> when it's something due to exercises at the gym from the day before. So if my neck and shoulders are hurting, then I know that I really need to sit back uh, away from the computer for a few minutes. That's that can be part of it, um, and you know, stretch and breathe deeply. And some of those things might just be computer related, which is fine. But um, if I realize that I'm breathing from the the top of my chest rather than you know lower down in my di- diaphragm, then I do know that it's stress related. So deep breathing and that sort of thing Um, and trying to figure out what you know usually happens to you and what you can do to avoid it and what you you can do to get out of it as quickly as possible once you realize that it's happened. Uh, So much of this is just starting to pay a lot more attention to your emotional and physical state and asking yourself, is this like a normal a normal um, muscle ache from going to the gym or something or from moving all day yesterday or something like that? Or is this like because I'm really tense and stressed? Um, And then (laughs) procrastination, uh, second to last thing that I had on my list, procrastination gets worse and worse for me. 
the more I am moving backwards into this um, to the point where it is actually 6.30 p.m. on Wednesday for recording a podcast that goes live on Thursday. That um, was not at all necessary. <laughs> it's just that I... I just didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do the podcast, even though I love podcasting, which is frustrating. I'm like, well, maybe I just don't like podcasting anymore. I'm like, no, I I love podcasting. And then I got either one or two emails this week where somebody were, uh, you know, wrote me and said, I really love your podcast and I like listening to it and this and this. And I was like, oh, <laughs> thank you. Like in my head, I'm thinking, thank you, because I was sort of wondering, like, maybe I should just quit. But um, procrastination and feeling like maybe I should just quit doing this or that, um, both are things that kind of cycle through my mind as I get um, worse into the the backsliding part of of burnout, not the forward getting healthier part. I really never think about (laughs) quitting when I'm kind of moving forward healthfully, healthfully, I think. I think, how can I better manage my time? How can I stop being so okay with being overworked? (laughs) Um, But I don't think about quitting. I just think about how can I readjust things? So that's another thing that I start trying to keep track of the thoughts going through my mind. Are they really negative in a way that's not that normal for me? Or... Is it like, I'm tired, but I'm going to think of a solution for this? Then I'm like, then I'm not worried about myself. But if I'm thinking I want to quit, I just want to, you know, come home from work and go to bed and just stay there and not read and not watch TV and not do anything, then I'm like, okay, that's a problem. Because I would always like to read and I would almost always like to watch TV. So no matter how tired I am, so... When I came home tonight and I was just like, I just need to lay down in bed for a little bit and and just rest before I start the podcast. But then didn't want to read, didn't want to watch TV, didn't want to watch video, didn't want to listen to music. I was like, okay, you're going to have to get up and, and record this podcast and say, this is what happened and this is how I feel. Um, this may or may not be how you react. But if you can keep track of how you react and then start noticing it, the whole idea at this point, once I start backsliding, my whole point is how quickly can I recognize it and grab onto some things, you know, like if when you start slipping on the ice. Um, I have occasionally taken steps on the ice where I know my foot slipped like as it was coming up, but I'm still moving forward and it's fine and and I didn't fall or anything. It didn't even come close to falling. I just happened to notice, oh, it's it's slippery. Versus other times when you're doing the windmill thing, because it's like icy step, icy step, icy step. I'm going to fall in a second if I don't find a way to catch my balance and, and put my foot down someplace that's not as icy so I can get some traction. So that's just sort of a, a example of what I'm trying to say, that I'm trying to find where those things are in me having to do with burnout. It's not easy, uh, but the more times that I've had that one step backward after two or three or four steps forward, um, the more I'm beginning to see patterns, so that's helpful. So I have no idea, will I, will I get to a point where I have zero steps backward or will 
these back steps and and being like, oh my gosh, these are the symptoms and feelings of burnout again. Will those just um, happen with more and more space between them? So more infrequently, you know, will it be a year or five years or <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I'm not really sure that anybody is sure about that yet. There's so many things that we're still learning about brains and how our emotions and brains and bodies all work together um, for good or for evil. <laughs> and we're trying to find the, the, the patterns that we can use to make things work better. So, um, and then the last thing I wanted to mention was sometimes life just happens and you can't control the pace of it and you can't control what's happening. And sometimes you just feel like you can't even control your own emotional reaction to it. Um, so for instance, my mother-in-law is 94. She lives, I don't know how many thousand miles away, but she lives in the United States and I currently live in Sweden with my husband. And, um, she went to the hospital and we thought she was just in for the day and that she was fine and she went home. But then a couple days later we found out, no, she's been there the whole time and she's not necessarily better than she was on the first day. And then, you know, you get into a position sometimes where life just like throws you in a place where you don't know what exactly is happening, what exactly to expect, how long the not knowing will last, um, and, uh, you know, how many stages to the not knowing they are. there are. That's where we still are at. Um, you know, you don't want to... You don't want to live with any more regrets than you need to. So there are some things that simply have to be dealt with. We had to figure out, okay, how will we get to Michigan if we have to hurry up and go? Um, What airline? Who can we call? Regarding, you know, I learned about bereavement fares and uh, what airline can probably get us there quickest and what information they need in order to give us a bereavement fare, that sort of thing. Um, So now that I have a lot more information, Um, In a way, the situation hasn't changed at all, but because I have information, I can kind of relax a little bit about that part. But for a little bit, that was just one more huge, you know, boulder that I was carrying around. Um, And, you know, if you're carrying, if you've ever walked on ice, the difference between carrying a couple of heavy bags of groceries while walking on ice or having empty hands while walking on ice is totally night and day night and day different. It It's just uh, one, you feel like, um, yeah, I just need to, you know, get my balance with my arms and everything will be fine. Um, and, and you kind of subconsciously are thinking, if I start to fall, you know, I can just like brace myself with one of my arms or something. <laughs> but if you're carrying a couple of heavy bags of groceries and you're on ice and your foot slips a little bit, there's a little bit more panic involved because you're like, Okay, which bag has the eggs? Where? What can I do with the grocery bag in order to still catch myself and not fall, you know, on my butt and backwards and hit my head, but also not, you know, ruin the groceries or break the eggs or like a whole lot more thought is involved. And you can't use your arms as well to to re-navigate and and get your balance and that sort of thing. So again, I feel like a lot of these things are how I feel on the inside with the burnout. And remember, not everybody feels the burnout as uh, 
as emotionally as I do. Um, it's definitely physical also, um, really tired, you know, not, not always wanting to get out of bed, not always wanting to do stuff. Um, but a, a lot of it for me is emotional. Whereas, um, I've talked to some other people that it, it's kind of half and half and some other people where it was a huge amount physical, like in their mind, they felt fine, but their body just was not having it. Like just felt like they couldn't move off the couch at all. So again, asking yourself, how, how am I reacting to it? And therefore, what are steps that I can take or things that I can write down so that when it gets worse instead of better, I know what I'm going to do because that will also help you to just feel like you have a slight amount of control over the situation. And, um, and you do, you do have some control. That's the whole point. And so if you have knowledge of the things that you can control or that you can bring to the table to help yourself get better from it, then, you know, you'll feel better about it. I don't think it'll last as long. I think that every time I take a step back, it's lasting a little bit less time, partly because I keep acquiring more and more tools for dealing with it. And the tools are working moderately well. Um, I need to actually write down the list that I told you. I kind of have it in my head. And I suppose maybe that's good enough if all of us can remember that. Because maybe I'll be like, I don't know. I wrote it down somewhere. I have no idea where. Trust me, my brain would be doing that if I were uh, in, in this place of backsliding into burnout. Because then my brain just is not working. I can't remember things. And um especially like, where did I put a piece of paper? <laughs> but I hope that this is giving you some ideas on what you can do, um, what you, you know, can be prepared to do later. Um, maybe some things that you can help some friends with. Um, maybe you have a friend who just seems to feel completely helpless like there's nothing that they can do to help themselves. But now you know some things that you can suggest to them. Um, healthy foods always help me better. Uh, if I eat a lot of sugary foods, it just makes everything worse anyway. Um, for me, a lot more protein. I, I really like uh, chocolate protein shakes. Um, so a lot more protein really helps me feel better. And a lot less sugar makes me feel better. Um like I said, uh, some Bible verse or a poem or something that like turns your perspective to something more positive, um, knowing the signs of what your signs are when you are starting to go backwards, um, recognizing the physical symptoms and also the physical things that you should do. So I think it was this morning. Pretty sure it was this morning. It might have been this morning and yesterday morning. Yes, it was. I thought I need to go running because I'm going to be running a 10K in a couple of weeks. And then everything was just, it was too much. Um, adding in the mother-in-law in the hospital was just, uh, yeah, the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. And, um, and so I decided that instead of going running, I was going to sleep. And I did that two mornings in a row. And then uh, I looked at the form for filling out to, to sign up for the 10K. And there was also a slot where you can sign up for a 5K instead. And as much as I want to run the 10K for various reasons, including my own self-competitiveness, um, I'm going to run the 5K. 
because it will be less stressful. <laughs> I'll be more prepared for it. And if I have more days where what I really need is sleep rather than exercise, then I can let myself do that and not be stressed out about, oh, I won't be prepared for the race. And then, you know, like I might get an injury running, you know, more miles than you're actually prepared to run can, can lead to injuries. And I don't want to do that because I want to keep on running until I'm 90. At some point, I will be one of three people in a race, you know, in the 90 to 95 year old women's 10k event of something and I will finally get either first second or third (laughs) that's my goal all right um let me know if there's anything more I can do to help you the more I think about it the more I really want to write a book and tell you all the things that I've been learning and interview more doctors and medical professionals um both on the health, uh, the mental health side and the physical health side, which are jointly twined together anyway. Um, so if you're interested in that, be sure to let me know because um, I'm thinking that I might start uh, putting together like surveys or something like that and find out the exact stuff that people would want in the book. And also um, I might start gathering you know, more people's experiences. So that uh, that will help me to know who's interested. Um, remember that we are on the summer schedule. So the next podcast will come out in two weeks. And I will continue with the summer schedule through September, even though September is not technically summer necessarily. Um, but just because I have all of this stuff going on that I've told you that is leading me a little backwards in my in my mental health healing and so I don't want to add more stress to myself um so we'll see whether or not I have to keep that up through you know any part of October depends a lot on whether or not we take an emergency trip to the United States um but otherwise uh every two weeks for another month or so and then um, I'll start getting back into a weekly schedule and um, yeah finding more fabulous people to interview that you can feel like it's back to school time back to learning time and I don't know it's funny how even as adults we still are like okay it's September October it's time for me to learn something new or get back to work or whatever so I hope that ends up helping you as well I hope that you have a great week I hope that this wasn't too long. I just wanted to share with you things that I actually thought I had some helpful advice on and um, encourage you (laughs) that taking a step forward and a step back isn't the worst thing that happens and taking two or three steps forward and then a step back needs to not be such a shock that we're like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? I thought I was over it. Just have some tools at the ready so that you can get through and start eventually, you know, finding your footing again and moving forward again. And um, just remember you're not alone. And uh, and remind your friends that they aren't alone in that either. Uh, if you have friends in this, they need to know that you're there for them. So try to remind them. I love you guys. I will talk to you again in a couple of weeks. I hope you have a fabulous rest of your summer or a beginning of spring if that's where you're going in the Southern Hemisphere. Have a great week. Thank you.